previously on The Mortal Path. Taro, you looking into the room, you see a mirror, and it's two things catch your attention. One, you can't see anything hugging Nat. <laughs> and second, you can see a figure of a person standing in the room oh, where shit. there isn't anyone, and it mouths, it's hungry. <laughs> Holy shit. It's fake, Nat. We've you've got to get out of here. You bastard. If you come for me, you better kill me. And as you all kind of look up, Nat's dad isn't there anymore. You all see somebody with tanned brown skin and this long golden plait of hair. And he goes, Taro, this isn't Damajaral. You know I'm not falling for this, right? Um, but you managed to bring your second dagger sort of just like right in where the kidneys are. And this wound just kind of opens and opens and opens far further than your dagger could ever actually do. Thank you for that, Tara. You uh, you got rid of the confusion, so uh, I, I appreciate that. While Nerium's doing that, I think he just says, Hey, Nerium, <laughs> I don't think I can control it anymore. And then I'm going to hold the mask up to my face and turn around to Nerium. You absolute bastard. If you want me to go first, I, I, will, I will go first. Nerium, you watch as Tara, like, gives you, like, the fucking eyes looks at the book and then immediately passes out like kind of on top of Findex and just passes the fuck out and is face down snoring on the floor holding this book (laughs) Tara you are in this kind of dark void and you sink down and you see these layers of stone and you hear this kind of and you hear shaken awake taro after having this odd dream and as you blink awake you see right in front of you findex's face who's looking equally like what the hell and you see nerium peeking over his shoulder grinning at you did you have a nice dream yeah there was uh... your hand is on his butt (laughs) yeah i've had better oh well fair enough we didn't put you like this you 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 did that by yourselves while you were asleep Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, that was silly of me, I suppose. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, wh- why did I fall asleep? And Findex kind of like very gently and gingerly kind of scrabbles back, kind of like going like under the arm and the leg that ha- of yours that has been draped over him, kind of a bit like oh god, oh god. And he sits up and he kind of like rubs at his face and he goes, I, why did I fall asleep? Who? And then he looks up at all of you and his eyes widen and he kind of looks touched beyond belief. And he goes, "Was did you think I'd die? Did one of you cry over me? No, you read a book. Yeah, it was a book. It's, it's a magic book, Findex. Oh. But I mean, we probably would if you did. I don't know. I was asleep, so I, I, <laughs> maybe somebody cried. I mean, I didn't think you were dead. Oh, I, I thought I heard crying, so I 
Huh. I guess. Sorry. I'm going to look at Nat and go, we, we didn't hear any crying. No, we didn't. Well, that's good. Yeah, anyway, we've got a house to explore. Right. How how long has how long have how long has it been? And he sort of stands up and he reaches a hand down to you, Tara, to help you get back up to. I also get up using hands. <laughs> using your own hands? Or? Using all the hands available to me. <laughs> okay. He he helps you to to your full complement of hands. Yeah, you, you, with three hands you are helping. My three hand to, salute. <laughs> two of your own <laughs> and one of his. Um, Anybody else want to lend a hand? How many hands can we get in here? Yeah. How many hands could we get in here? <laughs> oh my god. This is great. This is going to be really great. It's very good. Okay. Right. Tara's standing up now. Yeah, Tara, Tara's up. <laughs> like now, we've all played someone mm. waking up. Sitting up and standing up. Sitting up, come on, we're doing great. We're doing great. Added realism. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> okay, so you're both standing. Findex is still looking confused and... <laughs> Bless that poor lizard. He's just looking confused. Well, if we're all, uh, what's the word, compass mantis, let's uh, start exploring again. I don't know what that means. Uh, since you fell asleep reading a book, I'm not surprised. It's a uh, compass mantis. It's uh, it's a bug that hides in the bin. I'm not clapping for that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> can I just can I just say Nerium absolutely believes that. <laughs> <laughs> Does compost exist in the world of Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, com- compost, compost fucking exists. Yes. Compost is universal. When was compost invented? Findex also <laughs> believes Yay, that. Yay! Persuasion. Oh, he kind of he kind of looks at you and he goes. Right, I. Where is the book? Why are we insects? It's safe away. Now let's just continue exploring this place. Now that you two have had a nice little rest. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I. Sorry. I fell asleep. I was. I didn't feel sleepy. I felt fine. No, it's a magic book. It made you fall asleep. Come oh. on. Oh. Oh, that makes more sense. That does make me feel a bit better. Did wait? Did and he turns to you, Tarot. Did you fall asleep too? It wasn't just me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it looks like I, I did a little foxy wopsy and read the book. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I've never heard that term before, and I don't know if I like it. That's <laughs> 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 uh, That was Ed anime cat girl persona coming out. Oh, <laughs> no! We broke the DM. Sorry, everybody. Podcast cancelled. The continuing adventures of Nat and Nerium. So basically, it's a book that uh, makes stupid people fall asleep. Yes, it is. Right, it's probably best you've got it then, Nat. I think it's just best that we keep it away from those two. Uh, I don't think I trust them with much, to be honest. You sound a little funny after your sleep, Taro. Are you okay? You know, I'm not really sure, but I think we should we should really hurry up and get out of this place while we still can. I haven't got any more of that potion left, so uh, yeah. Hmm. I, I agree. Do you do you want me to go first again, or? I I'm not sure I trust you to do that. Okay. He's not had spectacular success. 
Right, that's fine. Did you guys decide where we were going while we were out? Yeah, Nat's leading. Yep. Uh, let's go across the hallway. Okay, you guys head across. Um, the room is a second guest room. It looks pretty similar. The only thing that captures your attention is that there's a sort of what looks like a chessboard set up in the corner of the room. Um, and there are a couple of like chess pieces on it, but there's also a, a stack of playing cards. And they're sort of more like diamond shape than the usual rectangle that you're used to. And Natalia and Tara, you can read even from sort of the doorway that, that they're numbered. And they're numbered in a similar way to playing cards, but both of you get just this little of magic, this little tingle of magic from them. Ooh, Tarot, have you uh, ever encountered something that feels like that? What? Uh, feels like playing cards? No, no, let's let's have a look. I get the, the magic tingle from it. Oh, alright. I've never seen, well, cards like this. Uh, you strike me as someone who's used to rigged cards. Yeah, normally they're not, they normally don't really tingle when you, you touch them. Uh, I'm gonna pick them up, pick up the cards. Okay. You get that second little spark of magic going through your fingertips. And as you do, they kind of give this little ripple, almost like when you shuffle them really quickly and there's that kind of off the cards. They give that little sense as you pick them up. Yeah, this seems a bit weird. I'm just going to shuffle them a little bit, just kind of... Okay. I don't think we've got time for a round of Jim Rummy. Mechanically, how adept are you at shuffling cards? Like, are you like, can you just do them or do you have like tricks and stuff that you can do with them? I'm saying canonically he's good at this surprisingly good at it i think he starts just like shuffling them really well without really thinking about it, and then slows down and kind of fumbles them a little bit okay so there's nerium you absolutely see this natalia are you watching closely yes yeah make me a perception check then do i spot the mid-air accordion shuffle yeah to see if you can like no nope. <laughs> no okay <laughs> so so taro picks the cards up and he gives them this first very impressive flourish shuffle and Nerim, you see this for absolutely practice skill. Mm-hmm. And then he deliberately fumbles them a little bit. And Natalia, you don't really see the difference between like a super skilled shuffle and one that's not quite as skilled. But then as you're shuffling them, Taro, the cards suddenly do this incredible trick and they almost leap from one hand to the other in this really amazing way and make this really satisfying like noise as they do. Um, and you have this kind of mastery of these cards where it's really easy to do what are incredibly difficult tricks with them. And as you're doing it, you kind of get this feeling, like even looking at the back of the cards, that you know what every card is. (laughs) Holy shit, Tara. Can I tell the difference between uh, the initial practice skill and the suddenly magically enhanced skill? Or do I just think he's that shit hot at cards? Or do I think the first go was to do with the magic? Tara, when the cards do this, like, more flourish, what do you do? What is your reaction to this? I think it's it's surprise. It's like, uh, what? Okay, so yeah, so you, you definitely, you see great skill, whoops, maybe I'm not actually that good, to what? These are interesting, look, it's, they just seem to do tricks by themselves. Oh, that's so cool. I, do you know, I've always wanted to be able to do tricks like that, but I, I've, I've just not got the, the the skill for it, I've got to admit. It looks really cool. Oh, well, maybe you should uh, practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's practice. Findex claps from the door. Oh, look, you've got a fan. No, no, no Findex, this is just it's just what these cars do, I think. Uh, oh, can, can I try? Yeah, all right. Give it a go. Okay, he takes them. 
He's going to make a dexterity check because he's never shuffled cards before in his life. Fuck, no. Um, <laughs> he, he takes them and he kind of does the same trick that you were trying to do and the cards crash off each other and kind of explode into this flurry of cards that fall all over the floor. And he goes, uh, oh no, I, I broke them. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, well. Maybe it's because you're not magically attuned. That would make sense. That would make sense. I don't know any magic at all. As someone small and near the floor, I will help him start picking them up. Thank, thank you, thank you. I will also help to pick up the cards because there's probably a lot of the cards, and we're going to be here for three days picking up there's cards. There's about fifty-two. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's yeah, that's how many cards there are. As I'm as I'm picking them up, if I've got one or two at the same time, can I just sort of try and go ping from one hand to the other and see if it works? Yeah, make me a dexterity check. Uh, that's a nineteen before modifiers, so. As you kind of flick them over, there's 90% your skill, your light-handed skill, and there's just this little bit where the card looks like it's about to go over your hand and then just kind of shifts to be in your palm by the tiniest amount and not quite in the same way that it happened with Tara, but just enough that you get this little touch of magic from them. I'm going to be very interested and intrigued by that in the light of what Nat just said, and then I'm going to hand all my cards neatly and politely back to Tara. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. I'm going to examine the, the chessboard and the rest of the room. Okay. The rest of the room seems pretty normal. It's a guest bedroom. The chess pieces, they look a bit different from what you've seen, but there's the same amount of them, and you find a little drawer that has the rest of them. It looks like maybe there was a game half set up near the end of it. Hmm. It looks like like everything else that we've seen in this place, apart from the um, servants' quarters. It was fine one second, and then... All people seem to be gone. The next. Am I? We haven't seen any bodies, have we? No. I was thinking about that, actually, because you know that bloody horrible thing that we just killed in the other room? I vaguely remember it, yes. It was, yeah, distressing for you, I know. Um, that's in this side of the house, which isn't smashed up, but the servants' quarters are smashed up and somebody bloodied was evidently there previously. It could be that they were smashed up before this change happened? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe this building got here, but maybe the people in it didn't. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, didn't didn't Findex? Yeah, yes. The, the city arrived, but it didn't have any people in, is that right? Am I misremembering? The, the city fell around half a year ago, and we were forbidden from going there. The, the queen had just come to power. She forbade everyone from entering the city it's only been in the last month or so that we have been allowed as her guard uh, her guard is allowed to to be in the city <laughs> and and to in- investigate it after we after they chased some rebels here and and found some items that were worth her interest but they've never found any of the original residents of the city no that you know of and i mean I'm sure they tell you everything. They they said that something lives here that's dangerous. Oh, that's right. It's why we're not allowed in. I I never I never earned the right to go be, be below the fourth layer. Well, I shouldn't feel bad about that, Findex, because your commander wasn't allowed to go down here. No. Wait, didn't Gehesh have a note or something saying there wasn't anything below? It was just a ruse to stop people. Yeah. He, he said that when he was talking to you, and 
it was very confusing, and I, I don't know. I didn't know what to think. And then Findex. you guys came in and... Findex, Findex, Findex. Mm -hmm. Sweetheart, breathe. Deep breath in and out, okay? Yeah. Yes. Don't think too hard. No. Because you know what happened with that book. I fell asleep. Okay, yes. And yes. we need you alert. Yes. All right, stay with me, soldier. Yep. I'm... All right. Yep. Can I just ask one more question? Which would be, how soon after the Queen came to power did the city fall on you? On this place? Maybe two two months, I think. Maybe. Oh, so not immediately. Okay. No. That's fairly soon, though. It is. It could still be connected, I feel. Well, honestly, I think if there'd be anything that came with this with the sea, we'd see bodies. Yeah. Bodies don't just vanish. Mm. I agree. And a lot, right? It's a and big city. We'd see more commotion as well. Yeah. I've never fallen off the top of a city, but I feel like that's a long way to fall. Ew. You'd splash. Oh. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was expecting splatter, but splash, that's that's a whole new level of evocative. Oh. oh, God. Wow. No, I'm, I'm not feeling so bad about this place anymore. No. Uh... I, was, I was worried for a bit, but uh, other than that curtain thing. I mean, that oh, was yeah. pretty nasty. I'm still bleeding from that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Um, I had... Although, to be fair, that was your thunder wave. I think I've forgotten about that during my nap. Yeah. I feel like that was an odd thing to have in a bedroom. Yes, I think you might be right about that. People get up to all sorts of things in bedrooms, but Findex, I think I agree. Like, for example, this game of chess. Well, that's not that <laughs> unusual. Mind you, there's no clothesline around the bottom of the table, so... Let's fucking look at the chessboard. It's a chessboard. All right. Well, I think I've seen enough here. Do the figures are they like? They look a bit different. Are there any that like look like scary fish people? No, they're much more abstract. They yeah. look different, but even looking at them, you can kind of tell innately which ones correlate to the pieces that you guys know. God, can I be really awful and 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 nick a queen? Oh my god, I was just about to do that. Both of you oh. make me slide a hand check. You just fucking bump hands, and it's a very touching <laughs> moment. Yeah, all right. Uh, I got uh, 22. 22? Well, I, I see your 22, <gasps> and I raise you a 7. <laughs> nice. Good job. Okay. Guy just fucking punches your arm. <laughs> so, so Nerium, as you're asking these questions, and you're kind of very cleverly directing the flow of conversation to where Taro and Findex and Natalia are sort of speaking to them, you put your hand out, and you just curl your fingers around this queen piece. And as you take it, Natalia's hand kind of like bump against yours <laughs> and a couple of pieces go scattering across the board. But you manage... Oh, no, what are you doing? You manage to slide that, that piece into one of the, the pockets of your blouse and... There are two queens. I've just taken the white one. Okay, you've taken the white one. I'll happily take the uh, black one. So you, you all see as Natalia kind of takes a, a black queen and... Is this a thing? Is this... What's, what's that about? I look at the Black Queen. What do I see? Like, what? Describe. Paint me a word picture, Yuvi. As you pick it up and look at it, it is carved from stone. It is unlike any stone that you've seen before. You've seen obsidian. You've seen coal. You've seen dark colored stones. This one seems to be a kind of bluish black, almost like a very dark sapphire, but not quite. It doesn't look quite glimmery enough for that. It's got this kind of like longish body and this bubble head the only thing that really reminds you of the portraits of the people is that it's got a little paint yellow dot in the middle of the face that kind of looks like one of the glowing eyes of what you've seen from these portraits those big pale yellow eyes very interesting and i will put that in my 
makeshift bag. I think I put the cards in my pocket. I just it doesn't matter, but I think I put them in a pocket. So lucky to have pockets. You've got pockets. I sewed them for you, Nat. I'm so lucky to have pockets. I put it in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> we all love our pockets here on the Pocket Cast. Yeah. So you, what? Where are you guys going? You have, if you go back into the hall, there's a staircase going up, and there's also the, there's well, there is a staircase going down, but it's broken. You'd have to go back into the servants' quarters. Man, we can do down on the way back. Yeah, look, there's. Uh, let's keep on going now. Uh, I don't see any point why we should stop now. I'm not so. No, I'm not so afraid of those fish things. Onwards and upwards. Why aren't you so afraid of those fish things? Is it because you turned into one for a minute? Uh, well, look, I don't think they're here. I think they might have been here a long time ago, but but since this building came here, since this city dropped in on us, I suppose, I don't think they've been here. I think they've got left behind in wherever they came from. I mean, that is that does seem to be supported by the current evidence. All right, onwards and upwards. Yes, let's all go down later. Oh, I should say, before we, we head on up, uh, I think we should be very sceptical of anyone we might meet up here. Yeah, agreed. Do you think there's someone up there? Well, something might make it look like there is. Right, that would be fitting in the theme. Yeah, it's sort of a thing that just happened to us. Uh, You'd be nice to him. Oh, I'm nice. I'm always nice. Let's go. Are you going first? Yeah, I think Tara is going first. So you head up these stairs, and they're very opulent stairs, and you notice that written uh, on the, the banisters about halfway up is a, a like a sign. Um, it's been engraved into the wood of the banisters, and it says, basically, no servants beyond this point on both sides of the banisters. And you, Taro, and you, Nat, can read this as you're walking up, but Tenarium and Findex, it just looks like nothing. Can I poke? No, can I tell it's writing? Yeah, Are I you think you're going to make me investigation. Oh, I would like to poke Nat and say, Nat, can you read that? Yes, it says no servants beyond this point. No, what does it really say? <laughs> <laughs> it it says no servants beyond this point. Yeah, Nerium, stay down. <laughs> Excuse me. I take out both daggers and I start stealthing. Uh, should what? Should, what? Okay, I'm going to as well. Where did you go? (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't, because, like, that's only a 19. Okay, okay, okay. Findex also, (laughs) like a frightened cat, just flattens himself against the wall and starts to go very slowly and quietly up the stairs. Aren't we on a staircase? Yes. Yeah, but I'm just (laughs) flattening myself against the wall, and I am ready to fuck shit up. A staircase has walls? Well, it depends how you do Okay, the staircase has walls. Let's move on. Banister rail? We go up the stairs. You're going up the stairs very stealthy. Are either of you two rolling stealth? I think I'm going with the crowd here. Let's, okay. let's all stealth. Sure. Um, let's stealth in plain view. Yeah, I got uh, eight. So, No, wait. No, I didn't. I got eight plus three, 11. Oh. Uh, 16. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you guys very quietly make your way up this flight of stairs, and you come out into this hallway that looks pretty much identical to the one just below it, except there are only three doors. There's one on either side, and there's one in front of you. Look, I'm, I'm just fed up of picking all these doors. Let's just pick one. And he goes straight <laughs> up to the to the middle door, the one on like the south here, and just, just opens it. Fuck okay, it. Okay, cool. We're going in. So you open this door, and it is this really big room, this very long room with these big windows uh, looking out over the rest of the city um, on one sort of diagonal wall. 
what catches your attention is that there is in this room a single mirror and it is a free standing mirror against the wall and there is something on the mirror and it's about the size of a melon no coconut (laughs) don't do not do this it's about the size of a side plate it's quite small is that not a good size what is a side plate a side plate what is a side plate it's a plate that goes on the side it's like what you put your toast on in the morning oh like like the bread plates the toast plates yeah oh my god we're finding things out about ed yeah what did i the bread plate because everyone will know that it's about okay i don't know what they're called two and a half inches radius i know what you're talking about i don't know what they're called i didn't know there was like a special name for them yeah it's called a side plate ed yeah i know what those i know what those are it's It's a flat saucer a saucer is another very good word didn't know what a side plate was okay (laughs) it's a it's a little plate it's not a saucer and you see on the mirror (laughs) there's actually no content in this episode why why am i saying that can i just talk about the um fantastic shock absorbers that have been placed on every mirror in the fucking city (laughs) it's almost as if there's something magical afoot bullshit don't don't feel that taro throws this door open and walks into this room I would like to scamper after him and say, "Don't touch anything." Okay. Um, as you as you are scampering behind him, you see this free kind of standing mirror, and on it is this disc-like thing that is about the size of, of a small plate, a side plate. Um, it looks to be maybe two two and a half inches thick, and it's stuck on this mirror right in the middle. But what kind of catches your attention is that it is glowing softly this very kind of like light blue glow around the edges and it has a series of segments on it are you guys standing at the door yeah i don't think i like ran straight up to this thing i wasn't that eager to die tara you can actually read it natalia you can't because your dark your your vision doesn't let you actually see anything except for this kind of glowing yeah except for this kind of glowing ring around it but not enough to read what's on the surface but tara you can see that there are numbers on it. And as you look at it, you can see these six segments that seem to have these raised circles on it. And going from left to right round like a clock, it reads one, two, three, four, five, six. And in the middle is zero. Huh. Huh. Can I just check something? I don't know if Tara's realized he's reading Infernal or whether he thinks he's reading Common. I, I mean, guessing that's what that language is. Make me an intelligence check. Okay. Because this keeps coming up and I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. And it hasn't like been important yet. I made a five. A five. <laughs> no, you haven't quite twigged it yet. Okay, cool. Well, uh, there seems to be some kind of... Is that a clock on that thing? I-, I don't know what it is, but I do know if they didn't let servants up here, they would have had to clean themselves. And that's a big fucking deal. So it's something really powerful and really secret. Wait, what? what is it? Let me, let me take a look. It's got numbers on you it. You got your candle, Nat. Yeah, I, I walk forward with the candle and sword ready. Nat, what's your intelligence? My intelligence is... It's off the chain. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, as you're walking forward with your sword and your, your candle, you realise that Taro has said there's numbers on it. And as you look at it, you see that there are numbers from it. One to six and zero in the middle. In this language that you can read that is not common. Hmm. I wonder what language this is. What's in... Uh, wait, those... Why do they... Why do they look like... Like that? 
That's not what. But why? How do I know that's that's a, a number? How do I? Huh. Yeah, I also wonder what language this is. <laughs> can you read it? Yeah. Yes. Weird that I can read this language, whatever this language is. <gasps> Magic. Yeah, it must be some kind of. Maybe it's something to do with with how this thing got brought here. Maybe it came with like, the language came with it or something. Can I uh, squeak round and see if there are gold letters going across Tara's eyes? Yeah, absolutely. You poke around. Tara doesn't have any gold lettering going across her eyes, but Natalia does. You can see them kind of almost like a little mini hmm. reflection of the numbers just staying still. Although you don't know their numbers per se. You can just see the little glyphs. Little squiggles. I look around the back of the mirror. So it looks like a totally normal mirror. I'm going to do another sweep through the mirror, just looking, trying to look behind it to see if there's anything in the room that's reflected in the mirror. Yeah. You don't see anything out of place. You see the four of you and the door that you've just come in through. But as you look at it, you realise that these seven numbers seem to be like buttons of some sort. They look like they're maybe clickable. Ooh. It's a bop it. Should we? Uh. (laughs) Should we? I love. I have a boppet over there. It's I a boppet that now. Thing. That's it. I guess so. Should we? Uh, should we give it a try? No. Uh, what have I just been saying? Come on. Bop one it? of you magic people. No, not before that. One of you magic people needs to work out what it is before we touch it. We maybe if we we can't touch it directly because it'll be dangerous, won't it? Yeah. No, you're right. But that's what this is for. And I draw my sword. I back up. Yeah, I'd back up behind that. Look, everything else we found here has been fine. I mean, you know, apart from... Wait, almost. Almost. Okay, almost everything else. (laughs) Almost everything else has been fine. The odds are in our favour. Maybe we should investigate the other rooms first. That's not how odds work. And see if there's any clues. Oh, come on. Where's the fun in that? And then I poke the bottom one. Okay. The bottom button. Okay. So that would be number three. No, that would be number four. four. Number four. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So you watch as Taro, in a lackadaisical manner. Very good. Very good. Say that right. Very good. I'm learning. I'm learning. Presses the the tip of the sword against the button, and you will watch as the button sinks in with this very very satisfying chick sound, and then there is this second of silence, and then this blue streak of light shoots out of it goes through Taro's sword goes through all of Taro and Taro disappears oh I fucked up (laughs) and as you three as you two and Findex blink you suddenly see in the mirror Taro standing facing you and Taro you are in suddenly as you blink your eyes and you get rid of this flash of whitey blue light you are in this kind of weird grey world and there doesn't seem to be a floor or walls or ceiling it's like you're standing on fog and mist except there is this clear square this clear rectangle in front of you and you can see opposite you with shock on their faces Nerium, Natalia and Findex I wouldn't say it was shock <laughs> I think I, I look around a little bit and then I give them a little wave. We should fucking leave you in there. And look slightly remorseful. <laughs> can't you hear us, Taro? I don't know, can I? You can't hear them, but you see their mouths moving. 
I make a few gestures that are impossible to misinterpret. Okay. I think I just uh, I put up a hand to my ear and just go, oh, eh, 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 shrug a little bit, you know? I, I, I sign, I point at the mirror, at the reflection of tarot in the mirror. Presumably, are, are our reflections in the mirror? Yeah. So we can see ourselves standing next to tarot in the mirror. Yeah. But he's not here in real life. No. Right, I would like to point at tarot and then make the universally accepted sign for dickhead. Okay. <laughs> as you As you do that... Taro, with his hand to his ear, you see on Taro's palm an imprint of the number that he pressed, and it is glowing blue lightly. I pointed it at, like, I point to my hand, and I point at him. I also look at my hand. I, I'm checking. You it see out. this number four on your skin, glowing this very pale blue. I stick up four fingers. Nothing happens. How many candles you got? Nerium shouts something at you and you do not know. I can't hear that, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, is there any buttons in this realm? No, but you can see the back of this this disc and you can see that there is a single button on the back of it. Does it say sucker in Infernal? <laughs> it does not. Um, is there anything else here? Am I just floating in a void? Yeah, you're just kind of in the void. You get this very deep feeling as you look around that you're not really supposed to have been able to do this particular thing. <laughs> you kind of get a feeling that the magic here has worked, but it's not worked in the way that it was intended to. And you've quote unquote glitched out the system type thing. I have clipped through a wall. <laughs> you have clipped. <laughs> <laughs> and you are stuck in the sort of in-between state. That's what happens when you push the tip of your sword into buttons you don't know <laughs> however this if we if we work this one out this could be an excellent speed run strategy for when we we <laughs> go through the campaign again i guess i press that button then i guess hey! I, i'm out of options you reach forward and you tap against the glass but you two can see taro trying to press something does he want us to press the button no don't anybody else press the bloody button no because we'll just get trapped on the other side oh um, god hmm so I want to bend down underneath the button thing and just kind of do a finger twirly thing. I'm twirling my fingers. I'm spinning them around. How do you describe that motion? I think it's the single lady's dance. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. Uh, Shout-outs to my Beyoncés. You deserve three stacks more than entree. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Yubi, your DM, here to say, as always, hello, it's nice to see you here again. Thank you so much for listening to our silly show. We are so grateful for all the love and support we receive, and by golly, by gosh, we receive a lot of it, and wow, just thank you so, so, so much. We are almost at 6k downloads, which is incredible, especially considering we only have 13 episodes, including this one. So, you know, um, you've just been all just so incredible. 
we're blown away. You guys have created this awesome little fandom, which is so alive and booming, especially on Tumblr. So please go and check out the Tumblr tag for the Mortal Path. It is full of really amazing art and memes and just all sorts of really, really fun things. And we just want to say a couple of special thank yous to people who have been really helping keep everything alive. So huge thank yous out to Isolated Phenomenon, Cron Darling, The Hovering Brain, The Revolution is Bored, Science of Deduction, Deduct John, my apologies. Comorbidity. Comorb. Comorbidity. Nope. Comorbidity. I don't know how to say that, but thank you. Freddy. Sylvium Z. Sapphic Lich. Whom Hum. Nialut. Glowship. The Mad King and I. Lesbianitu. Mistborn Lord. Fenrat the Thief. Bulbisaur. Mythmouse. Caligo Capere. Sunflower Bard. Into Snarkness. Purple Dragon 18. Geometry Failure, The Run, Tayshul the Bugbear, Orion, Ella, Anne Thomasson, Colin Suttle, Emma City, and Sydney Warwood. Those are just a few of the very many awesome, awesome people who talk about our show, who use the hashtags, who at us. We absolutely love hearing from you. We love hearing everything you have to say, everything that you're thinking about the show. It just really brings us so, so much joy. Uh, so we are doing a couple of giveaways that you might be aware of. We're doing one dice giveaway on Twitter. Uh, so all you need to do is, is to find the tweet and to retweet it. Make sure you're following us. Make sure that we've got permission to post your address, etc., etc. That one's very, very easy. The second one is a little bit more complicated, but we ran it before and it was so awesome. This one is a competition. So all you need to do is create a piece of media to do with our actual play podcast, The Mortal Path. This can be fan art, fanfic, music, photography, a playlist, interpretive dance, clay models, short murals, gift sets, anything at all, as long as it's something to do with the show. Please tag us we cannot consider your entry if we don't if we don't see it so at us on tumblr or twitter put it in the mortal path tag on tumblr hashtag the mortal path make sure that our official accounts interact with your entry if we don't seem to have seen it message us or email us a link at the mortalpath at gmail.com we don't want to miss a single one we're going to judge the entries and vote on our favorite for overall winner so please make sure that you're comfortable giving us your shipping address and that you have permission to do so if you need it only entries posted after the 11th of May will be considered and the deadline is July the 1st, 2018. So you've got loads of time to enter and get super creative. We are so excited. We had some amazing entries when we first ran this. Uh, shout out to Cron Darling who won with an amazing set of playlists. They were just absolutely incredible. We also want to say a huge, huge thank you to Orion who has been working so hard on transcribing the episodes. You can find all of our transcriptions at themortalpath.com which is our website. Um, he has been working so hard all in his own spare time for for free for us. We are just so incredibly grateful, man. Thank you so much for your hard work. It is just wonderful. Um, we've also got a little bit of exciting news that uh, we might be doing a little kind of affiliate partnership program with someone coming up after uh, June. So keep an eye out, an, an ear out for that. We're really, really excited for this. Um, we also want to say a huge thank you, of course, to our wonderful composer, Rachel Graff, who composed the theme song, who composed uh, the track that plays in the Hidden City, and who also, for my birthday, which was very recently, gifted us four more tracks of incredible, unique music to use. So keep an ear out for those. They are absolutely mind-blowing. She has a website, rachelgraff.com, so please go and check it out. And she also has a band camp where you can download all of her music. And if you're feeling generous, you can throw a couple of quid 
dollars, euros, cash. You can throw money at her to say thank you for doing such an awesome job on our music. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys get back to the show. Enjoy. Sorry that episode 13 is a bit long and such a wild ride. The sun had just come out in the UK for the first time when we recorded this and all of us were feeling the effect. So, enjoy. Findex at this point has kind of like half rushed forward and has pressed like two hands on the mirror. Nope. And is going, Findex. Darrow, he's stuck. Yes, Findex, he's stuck. Um, Findex, be a dear. Uh, have a look for some books. Can you find any books in this room? Maybe try the other rooms. Uh, right. See if there's anything there. He takes a quick look around this room, sees there's nothing in it and goes out the door and you can hear him going into the hallway. I'm going to say, nah, nah, just mm-hmm. just a thought. Um, He's not got a great track record with books. I might go with him. Very well. Uh, You're right here. I'll look at this and see if I can figure something out. I, don't, I won't want to leave Taro alone. No, that's also a good idea. Don't press any buttons. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, I won't. I'll go scampering off to Findex. Okay, Findex has headed right on the map, so he's gone right on the map, um, and he pushes open this this door, and he kind of he's like peering in, but it's really dark, and you can tell that he can't really see. He doesn't have a light source. Mm. And he's kind of looking in and he goes, uh... What can I see? Uh, with your 10 foot of dark vision, this is a room that has loads of items in it. You can just see the edges of it. You can see little bits and pieces, but they look like there are armored guard type things, like like suits of armor, and there are chests and display cabinets, and you can't really see properly because of your dark vision. You don't see any books particularly from a quick glance, but this looks to be like a room with a lot of stuff in it. Am I getting any fizzies? You you don't you're not really a fizzy getty person. Oh, I thought I got tingles, teeny weeny ones. Man, I picked the wrong room. But I Jesus. can't tell which bit is fizzy. No, yeah, there's there's fizzy generally, but you, but you can't really you can't discern it in that same way. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go big eyes. Okay, Taro, as you are in this liminal space, you've kind of got this pit of like nausea in your stomach. There's this feeling of mmm. This isn't very good. And you feel the, the tingling magic that you usually feel in you kind of like itching a bit. And it almost seems to be itching more in your palm. And those symbols, that symbol there, it almost seems to have a little burn to it. <gasps> Fuck. Ah. Uh, I'm kind of looking around a bit. Uh, seeing as there's, there's still nothing I can see, right? So. Um... No, it's just this like foggy space. Okay, I um, I'm gonna pull out the deck of cards and find a four. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna hold it up to to Nat, just see if I can see the Nat seeing it. Nat, he holds up a, a card with four on it. Uh, I hold up four fingers. And then I'm gonna turn it around and poke the back. Poke the back of the the card or against? Of the card, the back of the card. Okay, roll me a d20. Okay, with my dice. I got a twenty. You got a Nat twenty. I got a twenty. Okay. I don't know what the voice was, but it's, it's... It was very good. So you, you turn this card and you see this four, and as you kind of press your fingers into it, nothing kind of happens except you feel this kind of of magic from behind it. And as you, you press again, that card, that leaping card, flicks over your palm and between your two fingers, and you press against the skin of your palm, and that number glows incredibly brightly, and there is this 
and Taro is back on the other side and that disc that was stuck to the mirror clatters off and that blue light around it has now kind of gone and it looks like it's reset itself. And Taro, you are back in the room and that mark on your hand has gone. Don't f- f- what? What? Did I just fuck up and, and fuck up in a good way? I think you did. That worked out all right. Wait, try it again. Let's see. Wait, sorry, try what again? Well, try, go back in and press three and uh, let's see if... Do you want to try? I was going to press two next and then I was going to press the one in the middle. That was my plan. <laughs> but uh, I'll give it a shot. What is it, where do you send everyone else off to? Oh, they're just exploring. Is that is that sensible? Is that really the best idea? Can I hear them? You absolutely do now hear Taro's voice from the well, other Well, I imagine Findex is going to book it back over there. Yeah, and he's immediately going to go clattering back in and well, kind of gay. burst into the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. Yep. And he bursts into the door and he kind of has his wild look. And he goes, you made it back. Yeah, yeah. Still just about. I'm really glad. There is a room in there with all the stuff in it. Findex, we have a very important mission. Let's go. But what about the... Findex. It's, okay. Stuff. There's right. stuff, Findex. <laughs> he kind of like like jogs backwards out the room and like does this little like turn and and points to the room that he went in and he goes, in in that one. I think there was things in that one. I can't really see. Uh, I walk out the door and then just like a second later I pop back in and I'm like, Nah, you did see what I did there, right? You, you touched your hand. Yeah, okay, you're good. See you in a bit. Uh, no, I think I'll come with you. <laughs> yeah, me and all. Is anybody taking the desk with them? Yes. Okay, so you guys go into this hallway and you turn right and this room before you as you all kind of peer into the door. Tara, you can see inside pretty well. It's all in black and white, but this is some sort of display room. You have seen rooms like this before in the houses of nobility. It's where they keep their really good stuff and put it on display and you can see that it's clearly laid out in a way that is meant to be walked around and looked at and admired. Nerium, again, with your ten foot, you can see bits and pieces here and Nat, as you kind of walk forward with the candle... You guys see in front of you this room that is filled with things. You see instruments, you see suits of armor, you see weapons behind glass. And a couple of things, Totaro and Natalia, are kind of buzzing with magic, stronger than what you felt except maybe in the room with the curtain. Well, Nerim, it's been a long journey. We've had some hard times, but I think we finally made it. Yeah. What? I want to go find one of the magic things. Okay. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, it was just nonplussed by that. Okay. She's just going to put it down to, like, mirror travel. So the the two, the two, three things that really stand out to you two is magic. One is a suit of armor. The other is a display kit that looks like it has short swords, daggers, knives in it. And the other is this incredibly intricate, beautiful-looking instrument. Which ones do you guys go for? Knives. Okay. I was going to go for the armor. Okay. Who's going... Well, who gets in there first? Uh, Tara is, is... He's eager. He's, his eyes are bigger than his stomach. So you <laughs> head on over to the suit of armor. It looks to be about the size of you and Natalia. It, it looks like it would fit you, though some pieces would maybe be just a little bit long or would need kind of a little bit of adjustment to fit totally comfortably. It is made of this metal that you have never seen before. It's got this kind of strange luster to it, and it's giving you this... Again, this this sense of, of magic, almost like this layer to it, this like thick magical layer 
around it. It's on a stand, it's stationary, and it's really pretty. A deep kind of greeny purple color that seems to change as the light hits it. And Natalia, as you go over to this display case, you can see that there are like, what almost like ceremonial daggers and swords, but there is one in the middle that has this really like wickedly curved sharp blade with this little bit of serration on it. And there seems to be this gem, except that as you look at the gem in the middle of the blade, it's more like liquid trapped in glass or crystal something. You see a little bubble of air in it. Can I say I followed Nat because she's got the candle? Yes. <laughs> you see this wall of very pretty shiny daggers and short swords. Narian, I think there might be something here for you. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, give me a hand taking this case off. Yeah. Uh, we try and lift up the case. What kind of what kind of construction we're we looking at here? You're looking at this kind of glass-fronted bookcase type thing, but with wall mounts at the back for these short swords and daggers. There doesn't seem to be a door per se, but you reckon there's a hinge on one side and you can probably find a way to pry it open or smash the glass. I mean, I was going to say, I've got a bag full of clothes, uh, you know, right next to me. I might grab one of the shirts, wrap it around my hand and punch. Does that actually... I think you still get glassed up. It depends how thickly I wrap it around. I don't know, Nerium's the expert here. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kitty is not. Give it a go. Yeah, no, I think I think I might want to do that because it's it's looks really interesting and shiny and there's nobody around. Punch the through the glass into the knives. No, 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 through the glass <laughs> bit at the bottom so that there's a hole. Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. There's some space between the glass and, and the <laughs> yeah. knives on the wall. Just punch the knives, man, punch the okay. knives. Knife Make me puncher. a strength check. I mean, that's not going to go well. the knives. Two. wraps her little fist into this comically large boxing glove, takes like a half step back, readies herself, swings forward, and <laughs> off the glass that just kind of rattles a bit in its case and does fuck oh. I guess I noticed that probably, right? <laughs> you absolutely noticed Nerium attempting to break into this cabinet very badly. Hey, uh, Earth Index, could you give her a hand? R- right. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just, I, like, put a hand on it and try and, like, push it around. Like, I try and find a hinge. Push the glass in or to, to find the hinge? Like, I push it, like, to the to the side like that. I try and... You know how how hands work when you do the thing where you you pry it open, yeah. What are hands? Yeah, so you try you and... use the friction of the fingers. Yes. So you, you get and then you rub your hands all over it, rub your greasy, grubby hands all over the wood, and then you you fucking pop it open, and it just goes everywhere. <laughs> yes, thank you, Head, for that. That's entirely. So you try and move the glass. Glass doesn't move, but after a second, you find a very thin seam on the edge, and after pulling it, it kind of pops and comes loose and the door swings open and it's it's not locked it's it's a cabinet can i just say i can't believe we just spent like five minutes opening a door like uh, is this just like part of the game now d and d a lot of it is doors (laughs) (laughs) dungeons and dragons and doors so you have this display case open for you i reach in i take out the magic dagger and okay i see if i can work out what kind of magic it is Okay, make me an arcana check. That's a that what? Classic. Okay. I think if you hit someone with this, <laughs> bad things would happen to them. Oh, I thought it was magic. It's a fucking throwback, everyone. I think it is. I just don't quite understand it. I, I don't have Taro's gift. What gift do you think Taro has? 
What is the, the clothing identifying gift? Oh yeah. The the what fashionable clothing is this yeah. gift? The hat detector gift. <laughs> Which is still very much on Findex's head, by the excellent, way. Excellent, excellent. I might look a little bit disappointed and sort of crane my neck over it towards Taro and go, Taro, do you know anything about this nice shiny sharp thing? What do you mean do I know anything about it? Have I seen it before? No, it's a knife. What well, I mean Wait, have I seen it, it is, before? But like does it float? Does it will it stick to my hand? Oh yeah, I have to it, is it magically cold I can or slightly warm check and glowing? These things. Yeah. Let me just let me do that. I will pick it up and I'll actually just use them to see if I can do an arcana check to do it. I'm not burning yeah. a spell slot on this shit. No, no, please don't. That's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm never actually trying to get you to burn spells. It's eleven. I just like okay. Okay, eleven. It's definitely magical. And it definitely has a magic that reminds you a little bit of the tea that Nerium gave you, but wrong. And that's all you get from it. It's like the potion, but but sour. Although you guys can make arcana checks, y'all don't know fuck all about magic really yet, so... All right, um, here's the thing. I don't 100% know what I'm doing, but I'm getting some vibes from this. And the vibe I'm getting is, uh, it's kind of bitter. It's so you know that tea you gave me earlier, like that, but but kind of if you if you made it wrong, you know, if you really fucked it up. Okay. Put too many uh, put too many aliwi berries in when you were doing it, you know. Uh yeah, whatever those are. May I try and gingerly take it from that? Oh, of course. Thank you. I mean, well, n- neither of you have flagged that it's really dangerous, and I suppose that would that would be the first thing you'd you'd probably know. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, we don't really know much about magic. Yeah, I will say, I don't have any special magical powers here. Well, okay, alright, I might have some special magical powers. But not not intentionally. I just sort of can do the explodey thing on command now. Can I do a nature check to see if it has poison to do on it? Yes. And given that I have experience in these matters... Do I get advantage? No. Balls. But I'm going to let you roll for it because anything, any effect it has is magic and you don't know oh, anything don't know. about magic. So I'll let you roll for it, but it's quite a high DC. It's I got a four. It's the mysterious dagger of mystery and I put it in my pocket and we move on. Yeah, nobody knows what this does. That, that crystal in the middle is definitely filled with what looks like liquid. And that's pretty much all you get what from it. You don't know what it is. It's a kind of like dark greenish. That's why it looks like an emerald or a crystal. God, I wonder what this mysterious weapon does. Neri, do you want to take any of these others? <laughs> do any... I mean, my dagger is fairly basic, but it was given to me by Melvin. So I'm quite happy to drop the kitchen knife, but... Yeah, none of these look in any way superior enough that it would make a difference to take them. They look nicer. Do any of them look light? Like they'd be good throwing ones? Yeah, there are definitely a couple that look like they're they're weighted for throwing. Oh, can I take a couple of those? Yeah, for sure. How many? There's three in the case. Okay, I'll take three and the green emerald dagger and I will very uh, carefully put the kitchen knife where the fancy dagger was before. (laughs) It looks very hilarious. I'm going to go back to the the big fancy armour and 
kind of put my hand on it and just see if I can pick up a vibe. I'm starting to get to get the hang of this vibe thing. I think I'm starting to feel feel the vibes. Okay, are you doing are you doing an Arcana check or are you trying to? Use yeah, a... if I say like I'm feeling the vibes, that probably means I'm doing some wish washy like an Arcana check. Okay, make me a, <laughs> make me a roll. If I say I cast my magic spell that does the thing, that probably okay. means I'm using my magic spell that does the thing. I thought we were getting just really deep into the story, you know. So I, I rolled a uh, four on that one. Four, four. is the number of the mm. night. Fucking hell, guys. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to yeah. episode yeah. four of The Mortal Path. <laughs> you you try and get a feel for this armor, and you get you get the sense that it's about as strong as the one you've currently taken from the from the commander. It's very well made. It's very sturdy. It looks like it would give you like a good boost it would be difficult to kind of get through there's definitely something magically around it you're not entirely sure what it is it doesn't feel like the dagger okay um and now i'm gonna go look at the 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 big old instrument or whatever it was let's go look at the big instrument <laughs> okay so <laughs> stop wiggling your eyes oh, stop it. that's such good eyebrow wiggles that was very good, to be fair. Um, so you head on over, and this is in a section that looks like it's much more to do with cultural items. You see statues. I love culture. You see, um, yeah, bits of jewellery, um, some paintings on the wall. But there is this instrument that looks like it is somewhere between a harmonica and a pan pipe. And it's sort of like curved. And it's got these little straps on it that you, you guess you kind of, you know put over your your shoulders to hold it so you can play and it looks like it's got many more pipes on it than a harmonica or a pan pipe but looking at it with your knowledge of of musical instruments it's definitely got like a reed based sound to it um you can see uh holes where you can put your fingers over to make different notes and you get a real sense of magic from it it seems to have a lot going on yeah it, it looks complicated you can see actually that there are like different buttons that would change the key you've seen a couple of like accordion type things that have these buttons that change the the sound of the reeds it looks pretty intricate and and pretty amazing toot toot motherfucker (laughs) okay i'm I'm gonna give it a go i'm gonna give it a little let's try and get a noise out of it okay first roll me a d20 okay that's a that's that's dice right that's dice um roll the dice I got a 16. 16. 16. 16. Okay. So you you guys watch as Taro picks up this instrument. And as you, you pick it up, you, you get the sense that you know how it's meant to go on. And you, you pull it up, you put your arms to the straps and you, and you hold it. And as you start to play, the music is beautiful. And you two are struck, actually, by how beautiful this music is it sounds incredible it's almost like a bowed instrument mixed with this kind of reed sound it's really really beautiful to listen to roll me a d4 do do do, do. a d4 is big triangle from a triangle box. that's that's not bad taro hey here we are i got a four you got a four yeah i made it that's fortunate okay i'm the big hero Everyone's running fours today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on a D4 is a bit more impressive, isn't it? As you say that, Nat, Taro, you press down on the the fourth key of this instrument and you kind of have this knowledge of where it's going to go. When Nat says that, who out of the three of them, so Nat, Nerium and Findex, who in that moment do you kind of like think about? Is it Nat because she said something or? It's probably Nat because she said something. 
Okay. There is this note. I'm a simple man. People say things and I think about them. <laughs> yeah, you notice them saying a thing as you change key. There is this note that rings out. Roll me 2d8, please. Tara? Uh-huh. Do you know what it is? A four? No, it's a five. Wait, no. 2d8. <laughs> 2d8. That was one. Second one. But now that was a four, so it's nine. You watch as this kind of almost like pinkish purple glow rushes over Nat and Nat you heal for nine hit points and you suddenly take this breath and you feel so much better you don't feel that like internal bruising from the the thunder wave before you feel really good and Tara as you press this key you feel this kind of of magic and that magic on that key decreases down to a very very low baseline hum and as you press it again the key changes on the instrument but you don't feel that same rush of magic and that doesn't kind of glow again oh taro that felt amazing yeah uh, it's a it's a very impressive instrument yeah he certainly know how to play that thing i've never seen anything like it does it taste like fish what <laughs> i have an in-universe justification for asking that question i know i know it's what? fine um <laughs> <Not> possible <laughs> What? Explain yourself. It does not taste like fish. It doesn't particularly taste of anything unpleasant. I'm really upset with you. I'm really, I'm I'm not angry. I am just disappointed. I'm normally better than that. I apologize. Well, yeah, I'm not quite sure how I did that, but, you know, I'll chalk that one up to uh, stuff I've sort of forgotten about a bit, you know. Yeah, I think I'll hold on to this thing. You couldn't do it again, could you? Because, like, I'm a bit... No, I feel like I've used that one up, you know? When you when you use a magic thing and then it, you know, it sort of doesn't feel like you can do it again. It's all that feeling. Oh. Yeah. It happens to everyone, don't worry. I've sort of blown my load, if that's the uh, the phrasing you'd like to use. Yeah, yeah, I got the metaphor, don't worry. I hold a candle up and start looking around the rest of the room. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Nat, you should uh, check out that armor, see if it seems like the type of thing that might suit you. I'd look. It's a wall full of dicks. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is where all the jokes went. And it's just like a bin. And like, it's full of just shit and trash. And it's like... This we is... found them. We found the joke room. It's, this is where we put the yeah. quality. Okay. So... I look at the armor. I sense its aura using my magic wobblies. I rolled the third fucking net one of the night. Oh, my God. Gary, can I give you another dice, please? No, I've got a spare. Okay. One spare, because I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> well, the gun knives are out today. Okay. That's fine. Wow, okay. Wow. Uh, so you have no idea. It's magic. You don't know what it does. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the cat girl for so No. <laughs> okay. Hey, what if we body? Stop it. Come on. Keep with me. Stay with me. I'm losing it. I'm flatlining. No, stop, stop, save the comedy. So, the armor is magical, you don't know what it does. Everything else in the room, there doesn't seem to be anything particularly magical, although there are nice weapons, bits of armor, nothing that seems better than what you guys currently have, per se. Style-wise, for sure. Are there any books, tomes? Not in this room. Other artifacts that look like they'd fetch a nice price? Yeah, there's definitely jewellery. There's little kind of like metallic statues and things. Things you could probably sell. I'm bagging up some shinies. Oh. Bagging up some shinies. Are there lightweight gemstones? 
not loose. They're all in things. This is a display room. I think I can safely speak for us all when we divvy up some plunder right here. Okay. One of you roll me a d20. Not me. I will. Go for it. Take your shot. Take your fucking shot. Okay, now I don't want to. Don't throw it away. <gasps> you fool. You threw it away, didn't you? Oh my god, we should never have trusted you. It's a one. Oh, but I am a halfling. Yeah! Does this count? No, but do it anyway. It's a nine. It's still not great. Okay, 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 okay. So you you each managed to take nine relatively small, easy to carry bits of jewelry and art. So is anyone is anyone taking the armor quickly? I wasn't gonna take it. I mean, I will if no one else goes for it. It seems heavy and like hard to carry. And I'm not taking it. I'd look like a twat in armor. Is it gonna like encumber me if I just put yes, it in the bag? Yes, this is Skyrim now. You can't. You just stand still forever from now on. I <laughs> just slowly. You are over encumbered. Make Findex carry it. Findex. I, I, yes. Do you want to play dress up? Do you want me to? Is I'll, Do you want me to put it on? It'll be a nice upgrade for you. It's not gonna hurt me or make me fall asleep. I, I'd say probably not. It's gonna make you hurt less. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the theory. I, I don't see why someone would enchant this with some uh, negative effects for the wearer. Probably. I mean, be... unless it's cursed. I don't know. Probably not cursed. Um, probably it will be imbued with boons. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get any bad vibes from it. Boons. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. It seems seemed all right. You don't get bad vibes, right? All right. Oh, fine. So Findex starts to take off the bits of armor that he has on, the kind of ragtag leather bits of armor. Um, and after a minute of kind of holding them awkwardly, he just kind of like sadly puts them on the floor in the corner of the room. And you see him hesitate over one bit that has the insignia of the... I had to really think about that. The insignia of the crown guard on it. And he kind of hesitates, but he puts it down. And he starts to, to strap this armor on and it it looks like really good on him but the thing that you notice as he's putting it on bits seem to sort of change their shape a bit to fit him better and bits that like shouldn't have covered his arm now kind of do cover his arm and the pauldrons seem bigger like they fit better over his shoulders and after a couple of minutes he reaches to his head and he takes off the hat that he's wearing and he puts on like the the cap like of the helmet and and sort of affixes it and kind of like stands back holding his hat in one hand and his sword on the other and he goes I, I don't feel different it feels I didn't think it would fit but it kind of does I think does he look fucking sharp he looks fucking awesome because he's this kind of like golden nice. amber orange and this armor is this kind of like greeny purple shimmering we upgraded our lizardman stay he looks really fucking good actually in this it's a very good color combination findex you you strike a very uh, I was gonna say imposing pose. <laughs> yeah. uh, impos- Striking strike. You strike a very imposing figure in that armor. I don't think anyone will mess with us. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on now. Terrors just embarrassedly walks out the door. Okay. <laughs> Crouching slightly. While Findex was strapping all of that on. Um, Mm-hmm. Can I go over to where his armor was? And I presume the emblem of the crown's guard, queen's guard, whatever it was, is like embossed into something. Actually, as you look at it, it has been clearly burned into this bit of armor that actually doesn't see light. It's a bit that sits under a shoulder bit. And as you look at it, 
It's very clear that he has burned this into the armor and he's probably not meant to have it because he probably hasn't earned that rank. And so he's got it, but he's hidden it under a bit of armor that wouldn't show it. I have a, I have a serrated bit on my fancy new dagger. Mm-hmm. So I would guess that that can cut leather if I really try. Yeah. And actually, as you start to cut, it just goes through that leather very smoothly. Oh, nice. That's very satisfying. Good. Uh, I would like to cut out that little piece, Mm -hmm. take it back to Findex, and say, I've made this small because you're bigger than this now, but you can keep it because you made it. And when you make something, that matters. He takes it from you and he looks at it. I, I always wanted to be part of the guard and to be someone that was worth having around and I kind of fuck that up I think now but thank you I appreciate the sentiment I think you're your own someone and that's worth more I'll try and think about that one yeah not too hard though or you'll fall asleep again <laughs> yeah no and you are our guard I am and I, I am your guard yeah we'd be a bit fucked without you actually with all this stuff <laughs> Right. And you're very big and strong and powerful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You are very strong. Thank you. Thank you. He tucks the bit of leather like into the breastplate of his armor um, and then kind of glances nervously towards the door where Taro has left and he goes, should we, um, we should probably, because... Oh, yes. Oh, God, he'll get stuck in another fucking mirror. Yeah, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to say that while I was awkwardly ran out of the room. I think Tara has gone over to the other side and opened up the door to see what's in there. In in okay. what will inevitably be a huge <laughs> mistake, um, which we'll all be paying for, but narratively interesting. <laughs> Tara just was like, character development? Fuck this, I'm out. Okay. This isn't good content. I'll leave this to the fans. <laughs> so you open the door to this, the final room on this floor, and the first thing that strikes you is that it is in no way as pristine as the other rooms, but it is not broken up like the servants' quarters, but it is kind of messy. And as you look around, there are these walls that are kind of covered in bits of paper and maps. And there's a big table sort of against the wall in the room that again is covered in stacks of paper and books and sheets and all these different things. And you can see as well that there are these two huge bay windows. And looking out, you can see this huge building just a little bit in the in the distance this almost what looks to you like a temple and you have traveled a little bit and you have seen these different temples and you see these very kind of intricate beautiful columns one side of the temple is painted completely black it almost seems to shine out no light and as you you look at it it's beautiful architecture and it almost seems to be framed by the windows i guess i'll look around i'll just i'll go walk up to the window and have a look out go look at the temple Okay, you see before you the third layer and having seen the map, you kind of can orientate yourself as to where you are. You realize that that building must be the temple building in the center of the map and you can see it really clearly. And you see again this gloomy haze over the city. Your dark vision only goes so far and what little light that comes in doesn't let you see very far, but you just see this eerie, silent cityscape stretching out before you. The temple is quite close though. I guess I just want to look at, like, just kind of see the streets and stuff. Um, I'm not looking for anything in particular. I'm just kind of looking around to see if there's anything interesting. Okay, make me a perception check. I think at this point you guys have, have started to come out of the uh, display room and are heading into the this this next room. I got a 12. 
everything just looks abandoned, but not abandoned in a way that it has been looted or particularly broken. Actually, what really strikes you is that there is not that same level of destruction as there was on the fourth, the fifth layers. Those ones have like crumbled and broken. They look like layers of a city that has fallen from the sky, but this one looks like it's kind of fine. There are bits of rubble here and there. You can see the corners of some houses broken down, but it doesn't look like it sustained the same level of damage. You don't see any movement. You don't see anything in particular, but this temple in front of you, um, roll me a religion check, please. I love G's. <laughs> I was an 11 on my religion. There's something a little bit familiar about it, but you not being a particularly religious man and having not a lot of memories to draw on on this particular subject, you just kind of have a feeling you've seen something kind of like this before, but not enough that it gives you a name or a hint of anything. At this point, you guys come into the room. Can we really see the temple? Uh, yeah, because the, the light from outside, from the bits of the fourth layer that have broken, give you just enough gloom that you can see it kind of looming ahead of you. I'd like to go out and look out the window and, and, and notice that the, which I presume I can, because yeah. I've got a passive perception of 15, uh, that the city is in a, a weird stasis compared to upstairs. Yes, you absolutely notice that. Um, do we think that it's, this looks really unlike the broken down upper layers. Do we think that's just because it's underground and it's been protected for six months? Or is that something weirder than that? I mean, generally when I drop things, they don't tend to look this good. No, certainly not six months later. So there's some kind of protection over this place, do we think? I, I'm reading shit. Okay, okay, so Nerium, you... So very quickly, Nerium, you notice that everything is held in this kind of stasis, but what catches your attention is this temple because y yeah. you know this very, very well. Um, and yeah. actually, as you... I have never seen this layout on a large public building. No, and this is prominent. This is in the middle. It is huge, and it looks like it is the main point of worship in the city. It is incredibly beautiful. And you see, again, these, these circles, these purple rings with these dark bits in the middle. And you know this very, very well. Mm -hmm. Natalia, as you look around... This room is clearly someone's private workspace of a sort. It takes your eyes a minute and you watching Natalia, you see these glyphs running across her eyes as she starts to read. The first thing that catches your attention is this huge map of the third layer that is like the one that Gehesh had, but just much more intricate and beautiful and is clearly hand-drawn on very fine parchment. What catches your attention is that the temple is in the middle and that seems to be the focus of the map and you can read that it says temple of rusa r-o-o-s-a and as you're looking at it you notice next to it is a blueprint layout of the temple you see the main walkway you see a couple of little rooms to the side you see the main sort of um chamber of the temple and you notice that there has been a a part of it circled towards the back and as you start looking over the papers and the books on the desk, there is this mixture of papers about the Arco Crypt. There are work study papers. There are bits that look like they were written by Dexa. You've got his journal, you recognize the handwriting. There are blueprints of parts of the city and the temples. There's a little bit on the learning chambers. But what really strikes you are two things in particular. Can Tara read this? 
Tarot can read this. Are you reading any of this, Tarot? Okay. Yeah, I was looking out the window. Yeah, so you and Nerium are, are looking out the window. Um, Natalia, you're going through all of this. Well... Are you? Do you want to have a look too? After looking out the window and clocking what I have seen, I will wander over to the table ostensibly because that's where the light is, but also, I mean, I know I can't read this stuff. I'm looking for pictures. So the pictures you can see are mainly like maps, blueprints, layouts. There are some like doodles of things that you can't really make sense of, what kind of look like bits of maybe machinery almost or sculpture type things. You're not sure what they do. Some of them are labelled, but you can't make heads or tail of it. But the thing that really catches your attention, Natalia, is this, again, this kind of shaky, hand-drawn map of a place that you don't recognise. It seems to be this really kind of sprawling building and you you've got no idea except that there's a central circular chamber that has been scribbled in and the second is a notebook that is lying open and what strikes you about this is as you look at it for a second you can't read it and then the letters kind of shift and change and nerium you looking you see in nat's eyes these kind of glyphs kind of changing and flickering between all these different things kind of like the matrix kind of thing all this flickering until they kind of like shift into and and you can suddenly read this natalia and you understand that this has been written in some sort of code and it's different from all the languages that you have seen before but now you can read this and it's written by dexa and it says that he has made a replica key to the center hall in the learning chambers, that he has put it in his office in the Arco Crypt, which lies beneath the Temple of Rusa. You see that he has written about the powerful experiments that happened down in the learning chambers, his plans to sneak down in the quiet hours, let himself in and conduct his own experiments. He has forged papers if he gets caught. He's hidden robes in his office. He has these detailed plans of action to get down there. I don't say any of that. I say, I, I look at it and go, hmm, it's funny. I, it seems to me some sort of code. Let me, I, I think I'll need some time to study this to understand it. Can, okay, I saw them flicker and then I saw them sta- stabilise. May I insight check to see if I work out what that means or whatever check you need me to do? Yes, roll insight and Natalia roll deception or persuasion, I think because you vocalized it. 22. Fuck. You don't really know how this magic works. You can't, you ain't no shit. You can't tell whether these glyphs like are the same as the ones she usually has or different. I ain't you, no shit. All you know is that Natalia says she's going to need some time to work this one out. I think, have we cleaned this place out pretty much? I, I'm wondering, what's this? Have either of you heard of a temple of Russo? 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 The temple of... Temple of Rooster? No, I've never heard of any rooster. <laughs> you mean dissociates live on live on podcast? <laughs> I don't know why you'd have a temple to a chicken. Findex, who has come into the room behind you, who has stood sort of next to Taro looking out the window, suddenly takes a half step back and points towards the temple and he goes, something moved. <laughs>